Hello, everybody. This is Apple Treats, episode five of our second season. Um, yeah. Marta? Marta. <laughs> yeah, one more October. Yeah, um, I hoped that we will have more, but well, at least we have uh, at least we have fifth episode so far, and um, yeah, this After one. Episode ten, be... we promised that. Uh, yeah, we, so as you said, the the most of. Uh, Podcast and after tenth episode. Oh yeah, so we did ten. Yeah, we did yeah. ten. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's, we did we, more than ten. Yeah, we we are already long running podcast, right? <laughs> okay. Let's focus on the news this time. So um, nothing extremely uh, like important happened during this last month since we last spoke here on the podcast. Um, we all hoped for the October event for the iPads and maybe Macs and maybe something else. Uh, that did happen. We did iPads. <laughs> we did uh, get new iPads and we will talk about those, I think, just right now. <laughs> yeah, and they, they were announced just recently. And um, there are a lot of things I would like to say about the specifically... Uh, no, I mean, like, about both of them. Like, iPad Pro and uh, iPad 10 gen- 10th generation, they both are weird. <laughs> Generation. I think it's yeah. 10.5 and it's not generation, it's just it's size. No, they, they, they said like 10, huh? it's generation 10 and uh, the, the old one like with the um, round touch ID button is still there and moreover it's still sold for the same price as it was before like 329 uh, I believe in US and uh, yeah that's because the basic iPad is now costs more than 400 dollars like 449 i believe uh, for the base model of the base ipad right now so and it yeah, looks like ipad Air. pencil one yeah let's talk about pencil one i mean they, this is this is ridiculous <laughs> so the the new ipad looks like exactly like the uh, ipad air except for the camera it's now in landscape mode rather than in portrait mode which is great for those who use um like I don't know, conference calls and everything. But um, probably that might be a reason why they use Apple Pencil Generation 1 with that iPad rather than the Generation 2. Maybe the magnets and the charging like interfere with the, with the camera or maybe just money. I don't know. That, maybe both. Yeah. Yeah, maybe both. And it's, it's I don't know, it's annoying. Uh, when yeah. was uh, the first Apple Pencil announced? I believe uh, somewhere in 2016? Or... Something like that. It was the first iPad Pro. And uh, in order to get more details on this, so the new iPad, uh, just iPad, uses USB-C connector. And uh, the Apple Pencil Generation 1 has the uh, Lightning connector. So in order to pair them, you will need two separate things like first is the dongle which converts um thunderbolt oh sorry uh lightning lightning. yeah lightning to usb-c and then you will need usb-c cable in order to connect it to your um ipad because because this dongle is both both female from both sides yeah yeah uh well yeah if you buy um Apple Pencil right now, it comes with that dongle. But if you had Apple Pencil previously, the first generation, you will need to buy this dongle separately. It's available for some small amount of money, but still. Um, 
Yeah, that's terrible. I mean, like, j let's let's be honest here. That's just terrible. Uh, the the amount of confusion with all these Apple pencils, uh, like, that's just too much for me. And uh, maybe I, maybe they just have a lot of them uh, on phone. <laughs> yeah, probably get rid of them. But well, it's good that the iPad supports Apple Pencil, and uh, like base iPads support Apple Pencil for some time. And that's you know, everything is great. But this is just terrible. And yeah, I mean, we, we all, they already should have migrated to the Apple Pencil second generation because it's like much easier. It can be magnetically connected to your iPad, and uh, like you, you don't need a specific you know case for the pencil. Like, well, they also uh, introduced new folio keyboard, uh, which looks nice and have uh, has the trackpad. So, like, iPad more and more looks like a laptop if you use uh, these extended uh, iPads uh, keyboards there so that's that's also probably a good thing maybe they the iPads will take more of the um, laptop market in the future but still that that this confusion with the Apple Pencil, we need to wait for the next generation, I think, until they uh, like finally migrate to Apple Pencil Generation 2. And interestingly, the new iPad Pro, which was announced at the same day, it has camera on the uh, portrait uh, orientation rather than landscape. And like, it seems to me, at least, that uh, people will use uh, meetings like, I don't know, Teams, Zoom, on iPad Pro more than they use on iPad, regular iPads. Because yeah. probably if you, some kind of a professional who uh, attends that kind of meetings, you potentially might need the Pro, or at least you would like to have iPad Pro. And um, they were not able to move the camera for the next iPad Pro. That's really something. I mean, th th that's, I, I don't understand that. Like if you, if, you're, if you were able to move the camera for the regular iPad, they probably didn't want to include the Apple Pencil Generation 1 with, <laughs> with the iPad Pro, but still, th th this is terrible. I mean, and there are a lot of uh, talks on, the, um, on Twitter regarding like, if you actually need to buy uh, iPad Pro on M2 chip rather than just like buy previous generation with M1 chip. And as of now, like just today, there were a couple of news, uh, not news, rumors in regards to Apple. Uh, preparing special macOS version for the iPad Pro with M2 chip, not with the M1. All, all those are rumors, and uh, it's said that we should expect this kind of macOS to be announced next year, probably on WWDC, um, as something like the replacement for the iPadOS, and maybe they will have uh, like macOS running on iPad Pro and iPadOS running on iPad Air, Pro, Mini, and just iPad. That's still looks so we, weird. So we will have uh, so many different targets for our development. So we have iPhone, iPad, yes. uh, just just Mac, uh, Mac uh, through uh, Catalyst. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, through Catalyst. Uh, and now we have vice versa. Yeah. On iPad, we'll have these. I don't know. I believe not fully function, fully functional. Uh, that's that's uh, weird. I mean, the the rumor is sketchy, but um, it might be true. The, this rumor also says that the this macOS will run 
iPad applications, right? Like you you can do that on the M1 or M2 MacBooks right now, like because the essentially the same hardware in terms of the CPU. MacBooks, you forget about easier. Yeah. Definitely, I forget about that. You can run that too. Uh, yeah, you can run iPad uh, apps there, but you will also have the actual touch screen and you will have the macOS. But in that case, it doesn't really matter to have macOS just to run iPad applications. That seems strange to me at least. But again, th those are just rumors and I think um, like we need to wait until we actually see that or at least we will have some more leaks or like more details on this upcoming I hope we, that we'll be able to install this version through USB stick. USB C stick. <laughs> that would be very, very beautiful for all thugs. Yeah, but yeah, that, 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 yeah, I believe they don't provide you these uh, sticks now, even with the Macs, uh, like, like they did before when you yeah, had yeah, the. Yeah, sure, sure. Here you have this, even, even for, for non IRM for Intel one. Yeah. So since I believe 2016, yeah, this they doing this that. earlier, really. Yeah, it's part of their motherboard now. Okay, okay. Yeah, I bet is strange actually. <laughs> so it's it's fine that we have it, but yeah. they, they, they definitely should do something with this uh, lineup because it's so it's, different. Yeah, it's, there are a lot, a lot of iPads there and uh, Especially since they still keep the nine generation iPad, so the old form factor, and uh, though th that one didn't like lose its value in terms of price, which is again means that probably uh, the new iPad is too too expensive. Like I don't know. Like we we will see. It's it's um, you you have so many to choose from. I believe that might trigger a confusion, and the people might just don't buy any and uh... yeah even before this i i opened a page with comparison of all these ipads so they have these three panes where you can choose different ipads and the list is enormous it's it's impossible to compare anything so you when you just want to check what you want and what you want to buy for mama you know yeah yeah right okay um so um Together with the um, hardware, Apple also announced the release dates for the uh, macOS Ventura and uh, iPadOS 16 or 16.1. So like it will be Monday, October 24th. And uh, you as developers can now submit applications uh, with uh, live activities and uh, um, applications which target the new iPadOS features or macOS uh, 13 Ventura features. So. Hopefully to see those releases actually on Monday, but there are a couple um, issues reported on Twitter in regards to the uh, Ventura uh, release candidate because it's like has still some issues with, with the settings application, like uh, uh, search for the settings. If you like click the X button to clear the search, basically clears all your set, uh, settings panels and you need to quit the app and open it again. So like. Oh, yeah. UI is our future. Yeah, I heard it's, it's wonderful technology. Right. Even for settings yeah. app. Yeah, I think somebody in the settings app team <laughs> in the um, uh, macOS uh, team, they will have some bonuses revoked, I think. <laughs> it, it, it definitely, because so much backlash on one application for the operating system, that's too much probably. And yeah. It's the, a small application, it's a very important application. It's important. It's 
actually it, it, it complex one because you like fourth party apps can insert their uh, settings into the settings app and uh, the, the the like the application the settings application is actually constructed from other frameworks and like it it's some kind of like uh, Lego cubes uh, in a way but yeah. it's still like you that's one of the important parts of the operating system you have to prepare it properly and uh, yeah the, the 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 current state it seems that they they will need to work and maybe the uh, Mac OS 14 will be more focused on the bug fixing rather than just adding more features the, we saw that in the past like with the Snow Leopard and a couple of other releases, like maybe Mountain Line as well could be considered as the bug fix release. Oh, and definitely High Sierra. Yeah. No, that, I'm, still that waiting. Was... I'm still waiting for uh, iOS 16.1 and I don't <laughs> update my main phone because Apple, I cannot trust you anymore. Sorry. It's, it's yeah, you so need to point, point one release. Feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm this uh, old guy who never updates uh, from the day one. Because of one. Yeah. Do you, okay. ideas, do you have any interesting ideas how we can use live activity? Um, so Apple way, already... Okay, before yeah. this, yeah. do you have an iPhone which supports? Uh, so yeah, live activities, they are supported ported on all iPhones, let's put it that way. But the one of the features of live activities is that you will be able to use them together with that dynamic island on the uh, 14 Pro and Pro Max. And uh, I'm not yet uh, that lucky owner of this uh, device and I'm, I'm in the process. Like I, I need to um, have to accept the fact that I will need to spend the money on this, this particular phone, and not just for the dynamic angle, but rather uh, for the camera because the camera updates they are they are just great, and um, hopefully I will buy one soon. But uh, we'll okay, see. So there, there, there are now uh, two kinds of people in Apple community. One who buy uh, um, Apple Watch Ultra, uh, other one who buy your know, iPhone. Um, combined versions of these people. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say like those both uh, are great. And Ultra, they they are actually available in stores, so they, there are not too much of the like problems getting one. Uh, as regards to the iPhones, it's uh, still a tricky thing. You can find them in the stores, but they are um, usually like went away within a day, so you need to come early to get the, if you want to buy them like right away and not uh, order them online. Okay. Um, let's focus now on a couple other updates and we will go like from recent to more all the updates because it's um, like one of the recent updates which I like really want to talk about is the macros and um, not just macros uh, in, in a way but rather the announcement from the Swift uh, team that they will be working on the macros and they published a vision of how this uh, feature can be added to Swift. And uh, like from the day one, there were, there, there were replies in terms of, oh God, no, uh, God, no, please, no. And uh, the other were saying like, yes, finally. So what's your opinion on... Uh... <laughs> yes, finally. That's it. Uh, next topic, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because uh, so I I was always very very skeptical about macroses, so I know C or an Objective C because they're 
plainly stupid. Very, very stupid. Uh, but we, we had them. It was fine. Uh, I was very, very skeptic about annotations in Java because that always sounded like a magic. But when I tried matrices in my second favorite <laughs> language, uh, Rust, I realized that matrices is so powerful, is so beautiful solution for different problems. So uh, starting from much more declarative solution for uh, parsing models from JSON or from other data types, uh, going to i don't know anything else so you can you can just simplify your code by generating a lot of it uh, during compilation right and that actually the, the point which was uh, made by the swift team that macro um like support in language will uh, help to eliminate this magic around codable equitable and other like magic default implementations which are hidden now and they um it's not hidden you can open and read this beautiful c code yeah i read it yeah. it's fine uh and understandable how it works but we cannot extend this we cannot uh and you can do that something this. like that yourself yeah so if even if you implement uh, yeah yeah my, my favorite example is that uh how any hashable work it works and how it works like that you can uh, type some string and then type as any hashable. It works without any issue. Uh, you cannot do something like this as right. for any of your other classes. Sorry, nothing. <laughs> it doesn't work. And I read the code and why I read it? Because I wanted to have any equatable. It was very important for me to have oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and big part of the solution for any hashable it it is a Swift region, so it has some background Swift classes that handles all this stuff inside any hashable class uh, structure. But they also have a lot of stuff inside compiler, and yeah. this is magic. I don't like it. Please, Apple, give us an opportunity to to do probably not this. I don't want to implement some stuff like as by myself. I want it, but yeah, I understand this is very, very tricky. <laughs> uh, but come on, code generation, we have the sorcery, we have sorcery pro now. So Apple, it's it's so, so much time we spent on generation all this stuff by ourselves. Please give us this. Yeah, my, um, like, I, I, I have mixed opinion on this as well. I mean, it, from one perspective, it's, amazing that you will be able to uh, control how the features like uh, default uh, protocol implementations will work when you need the access to all members of, of the types. On the other hand, I'm pretty much sure this feature could be easily abused and you can have projects with have, uh, which have like tons of macros everywhere and they are doing a lot of un unreadable stuff there. And uh, there are two things with that. that. Probably that might affect the compilation time. That well, that is bad, but it's not a big big problem. But the biggest problem is how easy it would be to debug the code which use macros, because you will be dealing with the source code and not with the expanded source code. Probably again, that's still up to debate. But um... I think I think. Uh... So how it works now with uh, all this stuff related, for example, for uh, auto-generated NS-managed objects, you can view its code. 
Yeah. And I believe you can set a breakpoint there because it's just com compiled code, not compiled, but generated code on uh, during the uh, compilation. So, uh, and for specifically for debug mode of compiler, they can just leave this not files, but some views. Some yeah, we, we need headers. something. Yeah. yeah. Which we can yeah. use. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. And uh, like those who are not, are not familiar with that, uh, please take a look on the uh, this vision document and uh, maybe participate in uh, Swift forums in terms of the discussion because this feature is new and it will definitely like evolve. Um, like the, the, the timing shows that it prob they probably want this feature to be announced on next WWDC, but I'm not sure it will. They will be able to like fit it within this time frame. It might be postponed till another release, maybe. I don't know. Like this is um, from my perspective, this feature looks like more complicated than it like to be implemented within yeah, yeah. time time. Because frame. It's, yeah. it's 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 a very, very complex API. You have to uh, consider a lot of different stuff. Uh, and for example, in Rust there are two kinds of macroses, one that just uh, works like annotations. Another one is just a simple macroses, which uh, expands into code uh, like yeah. as an expression. So, uh, and it's it's complex and it's, this is complicated a task, right. it's not complex. Yeah. So, and I believe that community can can impact on this uh, decision I, I, and help to I definitely it. think so. Yeah. And uh, talking about complexity of uh, projects written with uh, microservices, it depends. So I remember times of Swift uh, version 2 when so many people, so many libraries abused uh, a custom attributes, not attributes, yeah. it's called like oper operators. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I remember these ugly. Uh, JSON parsing libraries with, uh, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. brackets, uh, equal signs, and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's so. Ugly. But do you see this now? I don't see. It. So I will. Yeah, we'll have some pain with this. Of course, as something new, people overuse this. But gradually, uh, we should, Apple and community shouldn't treat just a regular developers as a morons. They know what they need. And and also, please give us some time, uh, time and resource and money to do some refactoring after this. So oh yeah, know. that's uh, yeah, that that's uh, we need to announce. And we'll, again, we'll see. That's just for for all for for all those who are like um, looking into this and like I don't just participate in language development. Yeah, this time you might actually want to do that because it's uh, it's something which you potentially will face soon. And even if it's not uh, for you to create these macros, it might be something which will be used on your project or like because of some other developers. And you might, yeah, just one mention, like if, again, if you are not familiar, these macros are not those which you would see in C, like define something which like, you can create some crazy stuff. Here, there are some um, type safe ways of creating the code and working on the code. So it's a, it's an interesting approach and it's definitely worth reading. So I would propose you to spend some time uh, on uh, looking into this document and uh, maybe like 
I don't know, giving your ideas if you if you have any. I, I think that 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 will help. Yeah. So since Swift is a high level uh, Cosmic language, we should have something yeah. so so high abstractions. I would say. Yeah. And speaking of reading something, let's also mention the um, document which was provided by famous uh, Twitter farmer guy Slava Pestov, who is also like works on the Swift language and uh, his document is called Compiling Swift Generics. It's something like 120 something uh, pages document which explains how generics work in Swift. Uh, I wouldn't call this document like a great nighttime uh, reading, but I would again, um, it really helps to understand the concepts behind the generics, the protocols, associated types and how it all works internally. So if you ever struggled, struggled with the understanding of the ex existential types and like why does this protocol cannot be used in such way which you want it to be used. like. This document is really, really good thing. I'm, I'm st I started it. I know I did not <laughs> finish it myself. I'm, I'm still like uh, going through through this. Um, but I definitely recommend this document to get uh, in your um, book. It's available as a PDF file. We will add links to both of these to the show description later on. But I strongly recommend reading this document. It really helps to like put the, this whole concept of generics uh, like one by one, you, you you have better understanding on how, how it works, what does it mean, what is the generic, like, what kind of yeah. generics are there, and so on. This will, this will really help you if you decide to introduce generics into your programming language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if you want to, like, basically... And, by the way, maybe, like, after reading this document, you would like to contribute to the Swift itself yeah. and uh, yeah. become compiler engineer. That also might happen <laughs> and uh, that probably will help uh, the community as well okay virtual box, virtual box yeah yeah that's also worth noting so um uh, previously it was kind of you had to use some kind of uh, like commercial solutions to get your uh, virtual machines on your uh, apple silicon max uh, virtual box 7 now supports uh, apple silicon max finally and you can use uh, it uh, with uh, your uh, like flows which require having the virtual machines. Uh, it doesn't uh, create Intel environment like like no uh, VM software create uh, do that. But you, so you will need to use some REM uh, based uh, guest platforms there. But um, like still you can use almost everything which is available, and that's actually great news. And uh, if you needed something to run your virtual machines like well virtual box is there you can I try to check if we, i need to check if we have a version of docker for uh, uh, irm linux um i believe there is one um i think the like some several months ago there was an announcement that docker now supports um rm as well on the uh, on and it, it it actually supports Apple Silicon right now, as far as I remember. So for the Arium Linux, use, yeah. we, unfortunately, we cannot yeah. use uh, Docker Desktop. Or, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I would I would like to talk one more thing, and that's not a development topic. I mean, like not entirely development, but uh, the whole thing regarding AirTags. <laughs> How many um, of them do you have? Uh, let me recount six or. 
I think six, something like that. So I, I purchased them. Ideas of using them. Um, so basically I put them to my keys, to my wallets, to, and yeah, I was using them when we were moving and uh, I had six luggage places. So I had to uh, put into all of them. And yeah, by, by that time, so maybe we, we, we need to get the context yeah. here. So Lufganza announced <laughs> Uh, in Twitter, like in the reply of, I believe, to somebody that they are banning use of uh, air tags in the checked bag, uh, luggage and you have to turn them off. So basically, you will not be able to uh, control where your luggage is uh, using the air tags. Um, some time has can, passed. How you can yeah. turn off your air Yeah, well, you, you need to... Except removing... Yeah, remove the battery and... Uh, yeah, but... So... And they were saying that these uh, these are uh, electronic devices which have uh, like radio capabilities, and that's prohibited by the uh, regulate, uh, regulators. Uh, at least in Europe, I believe they were saying that. So, a couple of days uh, there were a lot of discussions on Twitter and uh, on some forums, and then finally Apple stepped in. And uh, Lufganza, I believe they also made a statement that no, you don't need to turn off your AirTags. They are supported and they do not um, like violate any rules of the regulators there. So you, you still can use them. And you still um, need to disable your MacBooks. Uh, yeah, MacBooks, you, will, you have to put, you can't put uh, big batteries in your yeah, checked yeah. baggage. You have uh, luggage. You have to use uh, put them into your... Um, uh, carry on, yeah. Um, so w when I was moving, I was using the AirTags for all, all of my checked uh, luggage places. And that was like kind of nice to see when you arrived to uh, airport far away from home. <laughs> like, and you see like, oh yeah, all, all of them are somewhere here. Like maybe they are like still on the plane, but they are at least at, at this country. That makes you like warm feeling, especially if you have multiple um, stops during your uh, travel. That's that that helps. Um, and uh, like sure enough, we were able to get all the luggage uh, in the destination, and uh, everything was intact. And actually, the, my initial idea was that the airlines banning air tags not because of the like I don't know radio frequencies, but rather because customers were telling airline where exactly their luggage is rather than air company telling you where your luggage is and uh, that probably were a little bit of the problems for the for for the airlines and um, they wanted to prevent this but yeah believe, at least now they I said everything's people, fine i believe people are trying to uh to explain something very simple and stupid yeah. as a uh conspiracy yeah, yeah maybe they exactly. just uh, oh, one more fre frequency emitter on, on board. Ah, oh, disable it, disable it, please, please, please. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm so happy that uh, during the last 10 years, we now can use Bluetooth uh, headphones at all, using exactly. Bluetooth devices on board. Exactly. Thanks God. Even Wi-Fi. Yeah. Even yeah. Wi-Fi is now allowed. And interestingly, yeah, you, you can use Bluetooth on, the, uh, on your phones. You don't, don't need to uh, put, uh, like, t turn it off. But they wanted to turn off the AirTags, which uh, have Bluetooth. Well, they also have uh, ultra-wideband, but it's um, 
Like again, it's also a small powered device. It's not something which will influence significantly. But anyway, no, no more problems. Uh, everybody agreed that you can still use that and you can put them into your luggage and uh, keep, uh, keep an eye on where this luggage goes. So finally. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it looks like uh, Europe likes uh, regulating everything, and especially having these yeah. uh, USB-C everywhere. Yeah, it, uh, it was a they, couple of. They would better. They would. They would better regulate that iPad should have landscape camera instead instead of uh, portrait one. That would be much better. For us. I, I recently heard a joke that uh, soon there will be a regulation in European Union that you can only create software using JavaScript. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully no. Uh, but uh, I know where I know where our deputy from uh, EU <laughs> Commission sits. I will ask him to vote against this. Yeah. Okay. A couple more updates, and we'll probably wrap up for today. Um, I would like to announce the um, probably the end of the week of the Q and A sessions. <laughs> so uh, it's not a news right now. So we, let's just mention that that. Uh, Octo uh, since October 17 to October 21, Apple hold uh, like off online event without any sessions, but rather Q&A sessions in Slack and office hours when you could have one-on-one um, -on -one session with Apple engineers um, on the topics of your choice. So there are a lot of um, different um, technologies which you could um, connect with Apple uh, in regards to. So. Again, they, they do that from time to time. Previously, they also had small sessions when you, they like had a refresh a refresher of the technology or something like that. And now this week was just purely like your questions. You you can ask them in Slack or in the channel, or you can like have a direct access to the engineers and talk to them. It is good. Apple keeps this tradition going. I mean, um, it might be we we might want to have them like doing some like. Uh, I don't know, event style things like with the presentations, with some sessions where you can, but still ability to ask questions and get answers directly from the engineers is something really good. I mean, I, I really like that Apple keeps this thing going and uh, we hopefully will get more maybe even this year or at least like early next year. So uh, keep an eye on that. And if you like listening to us right now and you still have some questions, uh, you probably have some time to ask your yours and uh, try to get uh, some attention to your... Yeah. Don't put these comments on our YouTube channel. So go to Apple. <laughs> yeah, Apple, Apple might give you more detailed answer. Yeah. <laughs> or at least they might say that uh, nothing can be done. Yeah, that also happens from time to time. Yeah, yeah. it's actually some trend inside Apple. I see that, uh, I don't know, since COVID started in 2020, I believe they decided that being transparent, being more, uh, more like developer facing company. Since developers generate a lot of uh, income for them, that would be nice. And they go going into this direction, and I'm happy that they're doing this. Finally, uh, yeah, still uh, radars is a <laughs> is a bad approach. Well, uh, they know radars. They now feedback assistant, but it's still uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's impossible to use this just because it's uh, you don't have a transparency on what is the status. It's in comparing to another company that uh, don't want to listen to my feedback, but still uh, <laughs> they are very transparent, is JetBrains. Okay, they have uh, items in their backlog that I posted about 
10 years, mm. like this, maybe nine. And uh, they don't want to do this, but still, I see that it is there. They don't plan to do this. I see it's like a, in their priority list. It's wonderful. Apple, it might be a good idea to do something like this. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, now I, I also see a couple of items I've felt a lot many years ago, but they also could be in similar status. And uh, But you, you can't know, like, if they actually anybody looks into those or is just, like, <laughs> archived for forever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't touch okay. this, don't answer yeah. this question. Yeah, yeah. this is something, like, really old, like, let's not even, uh, let's, let's not look into that. Like, the, the, probably some folder with the, like, name, something like, don't look. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I think we, we need to cover two things and they are connected to each other. First, iOS 16 adoption is better than uh, it was adoption for the iOS 15. Um, the report was actually in, done in September and uh, the numbers are that the, within first 10 days, there are a lot more uh, devices updated to the iOS 16 rather than it was for the iOS 15s. And, I think it might be the case that iOS 15 was the first which introduced two separate um, releases, like the you stay on the current release and uh, the next release is shown to you, but it's not forced. And uh, people were a little bit confused with that. Yeah, we had, we had the same with iOS 15. Yeah. 15, yeah. yeah. And iOS 16 was, uh, it was, it was showing you the new release, like um, more, um, I would, how would I put it? Like, it's more prominent, and uh, pr probably people were just deciding to update, uh, like in a, in a good way. Um, but I will see how how the adoption goes in the long run. But pr probably I would expect that it will be better than it was um, iOS uh, 15. And another report, which is uh, <laughs> a little bit interesting, if you're choosing the platform to develop your application on, it's. Um, says that ni almost 90% of teenagers in US use iPhone, like uh, 89 something percent. And about a third of US teenagers own Apple Watch. So like these are actually big numbers. And uh, we're speaking about teenagers. Yes, that's not the whole uh, population of the United States. And if we look into... Yeah, but those that... Yeah, exactly. That people actually use their devices and potentially they will not just buy an iPhone, but they might also buy an application and use those applications. So these potentially are target audience and they might show your applications to their parents or to their siblings or to like the, the, those are the people who actually interact with the, with the, with the phones and know their features. So, um, again, thinking about the, uh like platform probably you need to consider ios like and probably you might consider it as a main platform if you target the teenagers and uh you you want your application to be on the general market rather than some specific solution um one thing also i would like to uh, note here is that um uh, iphones like I, I believe it was for the Q2 uh, of this year. They in US they they were sold more iPhones uh, than any Android phones. So this was one of the first quarters when they actually not just uh, like in uh, teenagers or like in, uh, for a specific brand, but rather like it was more iPhones than Android phones altogether. So. Again, it seems that Apple uh, regains couple of the uh, market here. So you, 
probably need to take uh, a note on that and be sure to properly support uh, features of the uh, of the phones and um, having the adoption of the new platforms like a new a new release and the market share that probably means that you can target ios 15 and 16 uh, as your targets well yeah you potentially want to target all the releases as well but you don't need to support like really old you if you limit it in your resources you can probably just use i don't know 15 and 16 and that will cover a lot of users and uh just think about that it's uh it's an interesting um interesting stats in terms of um being a developer yeah okay i think with this like encouraging note for those who develop for apple platforms we can finish this episode and uh at the moment i can't say where exactly we will get back again um we always hope to do that in the next uh, like in, in two weeks but uh, honestly probably that won't happen uh, we will try but again expect no, us third. sounds good we can try Okay. We can try. Yeah, yeah, we, try. we can try. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's it's something we always strive to like get into that. Maybe by that time somebody will have um, new hardware to discuss. I don't know, uh, Apple Watch Ultra or uh, maybe new iPhone. Who knows? Like we'll see. We we are uh, we, we are the podcast without any sponsorship, so we have to buy our own devices. <laughs> yeah. To review them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's um, yeah we. We, we, we will see. Okay. Thank you very much for coming. Uh, hopefully to see you again in two weeks, but like still wait for us. Look for our uh, Twitter on, or Telegram or whatever you uh, keep an eye on our updates. Uh, we will get back soon. Yeah. Give us some sign. If <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.